Hello and welcome to Chit Chats with Harriet, where we talk about real issues and the highs and lows of adulting while trying to find your identity in this modern day age. Thank you so much for joining me today and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Harriet Akritimana and you're listening to Chit Chats with Harriet. Guys, you know what song has been on my mind? Sim Sima. Is that the way you say it? I know I'm probably wrong, you know. Kim Sima. Who got the key to my bima? You were my Ugandan Zima. You know, when I was younger, I used to think I could dance. I used to think I had the talent. I'd be in my room popping and locking, dancing to Justin Bieber as if I was Justin Timberlake. But the problem was, when I when I got older and I found the videos of me popping and locking, I realized that that's the reason why I have bad, bad joints at this point. That's why my hips and my ankles hurt because I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. You know, you got to understand what you're called to and your, mis- your mission in the world and your purpose. And my mission is not dancing. And I'm not going to lie to you, absolutely terrified. Absolutely terrified of dancing in public. I, when I'm by myself, I love to dance. I used to love to dance. But now my whole life is a fiasco and a sh- sham because now everywhere I am, I'm always thinking. I, like, I think of how embarrassing I was as a child that I can't even enjoy myself in private now. Oh, Embarrassment will be the death of me. Oh, I hate secondhand embarrassment. Anyway, I'm just being dramatic. But how how are you, people? I hope you've had a great day, a great afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope your week has been fantastic. Um, I've been trying to be more consistent with podcasting, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm struggling. But I realize that having hobbies as an adult, as a young adult, is very important. It's one thing when you have friends or you're in a relationship and, and these things consume you and then you forget who you are and then you have to catch up with that version of you, yourself later. I'm not trying to do that. I am not trying to do that. And I know my last episode was about therapy and I'm not trying to go see my therapist on a weekly basis because I don't know how to have a hobby and the one thing my therapist was telling me she's like Harry you seem like a lovely girl I don't know why you don't just have friends I said or why you don't have things I'm like I have people who like me the idea of leaving my house I want to do stuff but when I sit there and I I deep the time it will take me to turn on my car and these petrol prices are not a joke I don't know who else like every time I drive like before Everyone could give anybody a lift. Everybody would be willing. Yeah, I'll drop you off. I'll drop you off. Now everyone's like, so how far? Um, and you're always waiting for someone to have. If you're making me drop. Actually, this is a question. If you have to drop somebody off a place that's longer than 45 minutes, don't you think they should contribute to petrol? Or is that me being cheap? Please let me know because uh-uh, I want to know. How is everybody? I hope everyone is well. Guys, I have so many new topics. I took a break, like not really a break, but I, there was a couple of weeks I said, Jesus, do I even have anything to like, do I, what, what do I want to say? What's something interesting to say? What is something that is on my mind? But I have two things that we, we are going to discuss. Not really discuss, we're going to two episodes that are, are really just on my burning of my spirit. Yeah, yeah. Today, one of the things they were talking about, I was watching a video and um, this guy, girl was saying that she has a friend who's in a toxic relationship. And I asked myself, how do you, because, you know, some people when they're younger, like, I don't know, like, back in the day when people used to, um, to roman- romanticize about getting married and long-term relationships, it was a beautiful thing. Like, even in the movies, you'd watch people, like, have you, I know everybody's watched the movie Up and how couples, the like, the beautiful old couple and the little montage of the film where the couple meets when they're young and then they fall in love and then they get older, they buy a house and then they try to have a baby and then he she dies. 
that night I cried there. I cried every single time. But back in the day, the ideas of long-term relationship was a very beautiful thing. Be- to be with somebody for a very long time was something that everyone wanted. But am I the only person as I get older, I don't, I be getting scared? And it's not like someone came and traumatized me, but I, um, I get secondhand trauma. Like I watch the amount of girls that I've spoken to who talk to me about their marriages or their relationships. And I'm like, how did you not see these? These flags weren't even, they weren't even red. They were, they were like, the, they were blood red, crimson red. They were gang sign red. Like they were so bad and people never really noticed them because when you're in love, you get so, um, what's it called? You get blinded. Blinded is an understatement, blinded. But I also think some people actually like being in toxic relationships. Like if you, what's it, Krishan and uh, their baby? No, that's not wrong, wrong rapper. Um, Blueface and how their relationship and how we live in a society right now that cl- kind of glamorizes being in terrible relationships. Am I the only one who's noticed that? Hi, yeah, yeah. But guys, I'm only t- I wanted to talk about toxic relationships because I wanted to know, number one, are you in a toxic relationship or do you know somebody in a toxic relationship? And how do you talk to people when they are in toxic relationships? Because the one thing I've noticed, oh, I've been humbled, I've been humbled. You, I've noticed that women become overly, they will consider you an enemy the day you tell them about their man and how rubbish he is. So I'm going to give you some tips, hopefully. We're going to go through the... the, the um, the concept of what a toxic relationship is, and and then I will see. I like let's hopefully see if we can gather some wisdom on how to tell people how to deal with toxic relationships. Okay, so I'm I'm getting my my sources from um this website. I would tell you the website. It's called Healthline.com. So it says that when you're in a toxic relationship, you might not always find it easy to notice the red flags popping up let's be honest it's not it's not even easy some people shut their eyes at the all the same you could know you could notice some of these signs in yourself your partner or your relate or, or your relationship itself to be honest with you um i feel like it's easy to tell people that they're toxic and they do all these things but loki i've realized that sometimes i'm toxic and i just i just let's just read these things and let's see how many of these i claim to be number one Lack of support. Mm. Healthy relationships are based on a mutual desire to see the other succeed in all areas of their life. In, sh- in short, the time you spend together no longer feels positive. You, feel you don't feel supported or encouraged and you don't trust them to show up for you. Instead, you might, feel, you might get the impression that, you ne- that your needs and interests don't matter, that they only care about what they, what they want. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So let's meditate on the first one. So they lack support. I think growing up in a family where my dad was really loving towards my parents, my mom said this the other day. She said that at the time when my mom had just come from being pregnant and she hadn't worked for so long and she was looking for a job, my dad would drive, used to drive her because she didn't have a license at the time. I don't know. No, because my mom doesn't really drive long, long, far places. Every African mother, everywhere. And so my dad would be, would drive, used to drive her three hours to work, three hours to, he would drop her three hours and three hours back. And I found that to be the sweetest thing because I was like, wow, like 
When someone really loves you, they support you. If you're with somebody and they do not show any form of support, you tell them your dream, they're like, oh, are you sure you can do that though? And we're not just talking about romantic relationships because not everyday boyfriend, not everyday love. Sometimes friendship, sometimes family. And you need to realize that. And sometimes your siblings can be like that as well. Your family, your parents, and they sometimes can be toxic because when you tell them about your dreams or what you want to do, they'll be like, but no one in our family has done that. No one this, this, this. The lack of support is not there. We have to, and and this is where all the anxious styles and all this comes in, which is what I talked about last week. So toxic relationships and how to deal with them. So if you're not being supported, bruh, that's the first sign. Sign number two, toxic communication. Instead of kindness and mutual respect, most of your conversations are filled with sarcasm or criticism and fueled by contempt. Ooh. Do you catch yourself making snide remarks to your friend or family members maybe you repeat what they've said in a mocking tone and when when they're when they're in another room you may even start dodging their calls just to, to just to get a break from the inevitable arguments and hostility oh guys biggest thing i've ever said this i i learned this by five by force that if you don't know how to communicate, if you do not communicate effectively, words are power. I am one of those people that I, like, African families don't really grow up talking about their feelings. Let's not lie to ourselves. And my family over talks about, it. we talk too much about our feelings. But the thing is, we never really, we would all, everybody would be forced, we would all force each other to say sorry really quickly. So I have a habit of apologizing all the time for things that don't even make sense because I just don't want conflict. And sometimes it's a toxic trait because how you talk to people is very important. Some people love to belittle their friends in, in, in public. They will, they, will, they will throw their friend, not even under a bus, not even under a car. They will throw their friend under a shoe, under a desk, under a cupboard, under a chair, just, just in the name of validating a man, just because they want other people to think it, and just because of their insecurities and jealousy, you know? A lot of the toxic traits we, ex- we have in our friendship is majority because of jealousy and because we feel insecure and inadequate. And so that, you know, and I think it's very important to realize when your friends or your family are toxic. And the worst thing in the world is realizing that these people are people you've had in your life. And we sometimes do this whole thing where we'll be like, I've been in this relationship for 10 years. Like, I can't let go of those 10 years. Well, yeah, you can. Because if you continue in those, you might die tomorrow. Because toxic things, if you watch anything about serial killers and all these people who are murderers. Because this, this brings me to what I saw on the news. There was a news story about how this man drove into McDonald's, tried to run his ex-girlfriend his, uh, girlfriend over and stab her. Because she wanted to break things off. Yeah, stab her. And then he went back in his car, went back home. And then when he went to jail, when they finally came and tried to arrest him, he forced his mother to get her, to call her, to get her to call him. And then on the phone, he says, you better know that it's because I love you. People, people, people. Remember my mom was saying this. It is so scary how you really do not know who people are. You can't really know because some, like, some people are really good talkers. Like, they can, they know how to talk to you and be like, baby girl, you know, I can give you the, I can give you the world. Even your family sometimes. You know, I did an episode of being a manipulator. Manipulation is a really big tactic that comes with toxic um, thing, you know. And when you do not, when people speak to you, pay close attention to how your siblings speak to you, how your parents speak to you. How, how um, what's it called, your man or your woman speaks to you. 
Exactly. And also, sometimes we talk about being toxic to other people, but sometimes the way you speak to yourself is more embarrassing than how other people speak to you. Next, envy or jealousy. Whilst in a perfect, in a, it's perfectly fine to experience a little envy from time to time, it can become an issue if, you envy, if, if your envy keeps you from thinking positively about your past, partner's success. The same goes for jealousy. Yes, it's perfectly natural, human nature, uh, but it leads to constant s- suspicion and distrust. It can quickly begin to erode your relationship. Guys, one of the things that really make me worried is the fact that, like, I, I, mm, what's the thing? Jealousy is a very normal feeling. A lot of the feelings that we feel as human beings are very normal. They're not crazy. They're not, like, they're not um, unnatural. They're human emotions. Because jealousy is usually attached to you wanting something that someone else has. The reason why these things become a problem is when they, when they be control us and they become a part of everything that we're doing. You know, it's, it's, it's a mess. So we have to be very careful to not allow that our emotions, you know, because a lot of friendships that are toxic come from the fact that people are jealous of you. Sometimes even with your family, it's jealousy because you're made to compete. So it's very important. And this is just another piece of advice. Sometimes you can love people and jealousy is a very normal human feeling. But when you sense yourself getting jealous of other people, when you sense people getting jealous of you, do not go and tell them and make them furtherly jealous. Some people enjoy being the center of attention, being the center of blame. Please gather your shoes and your socks. If someone, if you notice your friend is insecure about the fact that you have a man and they don't, no need to talk about your man every five minutes. And sometimes you can't help it. But find your friend who has another man and talk about it. Go on and yap her away. But if you know your friend is not, have, does not have a relationship or your friend doesn't have a car or doesn't have a job and you have a great job and you keep yappering and yappering, wisdom is for free. Wisdom doesn't cost you a thing. Common sense is not common these days. Please, let's collect our, our shoes and our, and our wallets. Because people... If you want to keep people in your life, you have to have grace for them. And I hate that we live in a society where every human feeling, that when people display anything that we do not like, we throw them away. People are not garbage. People are not disposable. People's, people's feelings and emotions matter. And we have to be the type of people that have empathy and compassion. That is the one thing I always pray to God for. I always pray to God that I have compassion and empathy. Because there, there will come a day when I feel jealous. There will come a day when I'm toxic. There will come a day when I'm not the best person in the world and I need empathy from people who know me for who I really am instead of the little actions that I do. The reason why I'm going to read through the rest of these is because I think it's important for us to know toxic relationships so we can let them go because not everyone that, this is what Steve Harvey says, I love Steve Harvey, not everyone that comes with you has to go with you, yeah, but it's important to realize that when it comes to little things like jealousy and stuff that, you know, it's not always been consistent, but suddenly showing up, that sometimes it's people, pro- it's a projection of someone else not feeling enough. And as a good friend and as a good person and as a good partner, your job is to be understanding and ask questions. That's why it's important to learn how to communicate pro- properly. Now let's go to uh, to um four because we have a lot to go through. Mm, dang, I ain't reading all these. Anyway, besides... I won't go through all of them. Controlling behavior. So, for example, trying to tell somebody where to go. Like, I am one of these people that 
being in a relationship really brings out the 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 thing things out of you. Yeah, yeah. Cause when you hear stories about all oh, these girls, oh, she, that she's crazy. She's this. She's that. Sometimes the men cause men cause women to be crazy because of the fact that they do not build enough security. Like men want you to trust them and do all of these things, but they're not willing to give you security, giving you assurance to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm communicating. This is where I'm at. Give you security. And if you're a person who's dealt with cheating or or have been cheated on or mistrust or you've seen so many toxic relationships fail or you have um, um what's it called anxious attachment style. The best thing you can do for yourself is to ask your partner or to ask your friends or whoever it is. Be like, guys, right now I feel a little bit, I just need some a little bit of assurance. If you could let me know, like, if, if you're going places, just, just let me know if you're doing something so I can at least ease my mind. But then again, it's not your partner's responsibility to, to soothe you, to make you feel good. You need to, controlling behavior is very problematic. I saw a lot of African relationships. I can't speak for every other for every other cultures, okay? And our Africa is a continent, so this may not apply to every African culture. I'm saying for the African cultures that I saw, and I can't say specifically one, but we, I used to see a lot of men control their women. Their women would be inside and never have a life, and their job was to take care of their kids because they were so afraid of their women being cheated. That like they could go and cheat and do all these things, but women were, they women had to be saints, untouched, unlooked. And if a woman dared to cheat in African culture, dared to even peer, even if she was found speaking to a man, hmm death on the Nile, literally, if you're Burundian, you know what I'm say- speaking, but controlling behavior is actually terrible, because the truth is, when you love somebody, you have to be willing to let them let you down, because the truth is, if you give your all in a relationship, if you give your all in whatever capacity that you are in, regardless of what happens, a person who lets you down you can move on from that situation knowing that there is nothing you did and giving you a thousand percent more reason why you should move on to a better, more looking, more juicy young fellow. I'm, can I get an amen from the church? Amen. Resentment. Okay. Now, this one church is a bit difficult because uh, I have a problem with resentment because I don't usually, I'm, because, I'm, because I'm a recovering, I'm recovering. I'm a recovering people pleaser. It's hard to... It's hard to forgive people who never say sorry. Like people always talk about forgiveness as if sometimes you can just, that it's easy to do because you're like, oh, that person said sorry. Like I used to always think forgiveness was when someone said sorry and you had to forgive them. But there is a difference when you, no one says sorry and you still have to carry the weight of someone's actions because they were dumb enough not to realize that they hurt your feelings. Yeah. Some people are not self-aware. And I'm not, I'm, for me, Harina Kutumana, I'm not the type of person who will go out of my way to tell you, oh, you offended me, you did this, you did that. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm very much self, like, I, if you offend me, I expect for you to know what you're doing. And that's a problem. So now I'm learning to say, nah, what you did was not right. I don't like the way you spoke to me. Because I give that person, if they yell and they do nonsense and gaslight me, that means that I can then, I, I know why I'm justified for my anger. And anger is not a bad thing. I know a lot of Christian people will be like, oh, every year, all people go to church. I don't know why I get anger. It's terrible. Even the Lord gets angry people. There's nothing wrong with anger. Anger is a normal part of life. It's a letting your anger consume you. You know, that's where unforgiveness and resentment comes from. It's when your anger goes too far. It's okay to feel normal things. 
feeling jealous, feeling compa- like comparing yourself, all these things are normal. It's when you take it too far. And being insecure and wanting wanting to know that your partner is caring for you and speaking to you is a normal part. It's when they start to do team too much. Anyway, this honesty. I ain't even, even going to explain. Stop lying. And this is a, a habit that I noticed that we all of us do all the time. And one thing for me that I caught myself, the little lies that you do, the little white lies, or it was just a little white lie, it was a lie just to protect their feelings. These lies create a habit where lying becomes natural to you. And as a human being, everybody knows that a habit is something that you innately start doing and you cannot turn off. Yeah, it becomes part of who you are. So if you start lying, little lies, little lies, they build up and you become a liar. And they no longer literalize, you're just a liar because you become so comfortable with just always having false information. If you occasionally say one lie here and there, it happens and you're like, oh, I really didn't want to lie. That means that you occasionally, that means that it's a lie that you didn't, it, it was it was not intentional for you to lie. But I'm very scared of people who lie like they're breathing. Instead of you breathing oxygen, you're breathing in lies. Are you Okay. You need to see a specialist. Number seven, patterns of dis- disrespect. Oh, my gosh. People, different people have definitions for disrespect. But here it says, being um, chronically late, casually forgetting events and other behaviors show disrespect. From time to time, for your time, okay, disrespect for your time, this is a red flag. Um, so most people think that disrespect is someone going, oh, da 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 but the fact that someone does not value their, your time, value how you feel, value what you prioritize is disrespect. And one thing I will never do, girls, I know we live in 2023, ladies and gentlemen as well, because I know some men listen to this podcast. Hello. This whole thing, I know a lot of people swear. You know, we live in a culture where most people have been swearing since high school. I personally do not like to swear. I feel like uh, I never got into it. And when I swear, I, I look I look like I'm speaking a different language. Don't re- I, look, I look uncomfortable because it's not my propaganda. And I realized that for me, because when I was so young, I just, like, my dad was really, like, he didn't like us saying, shut up, all them. We came from a religious family, okay? I told you this. So we never really would speak certain words. Like, we weren't allowed to say certain words in our in our house. And... Like, because of that, I remember swearing and, and like, feeling so uncomfortable with swearing because it just, it felt like, ugh, I was like, ooh, it doesn't sound right for me. Because whenever I would swear, people would be like, Harry, that doesn't sound right. And then I eventually started thinking, I'm like, maybe I just don't swear, it's not part of my lingo. But I can understand that most people, and, I'm, and I try my best to speak from a perspective where I know most people do certain things. Just because I don't do certain things doesn't mean that it has to apply to you. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. But when it comes to swearing, I know that a lot of people swear naturally, but be very careful that your people calling you the B word when men calling you the B word when they're angry, because there's no such there's no way you can convince me that when a guy is saying it's just or it's just a form of language. Anytime someone calls you out, my name's Harriet. My name's not my name's Harriet. That's my name. Anytime people get used to calling you out of your name on a regular basis, when they are angry, they're going to say it again. I've, I don't think it's attractive 
for anybody, whether that be a man or a woman, to be calling them thing. And like, especially the best thing that works, I've noticed is composure. When you're able to compose yourself, when you're, I used to have anger management problems, man. I literally thought I was going to go into a, a psych ward because I was like, my goodness gracious me. Because I never usually, I'm the type of person, I'm quite mellow. But when I get angry, I get angry like no man's business. And so for me, I had to learn the habit of being like, okay, Harriet, not good. You're not the type of person you do not want to build these habits. And I don't want to build those habits. You know, like I want to be composed. And when, when people are disrespecting when you build this thing where people, you allow people to disrespect you, it becomes normal to you, you know? Negative financial behavior. Let's not talk about this. Woo! Sharing finances with a partner often involves some level of agreement by how you spend your money. That said, it's not necessarily toxic if one partner, partner chooses to spend the money on items the other partner doesn't approve of. Hmm... It can be toxic, though, if you come to an agreement about your finances and one partner constantly disrespects the agreement. I don't believe in sharing money if you're not married. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't believe in it. I think money is a great is a great way of translation. It's a great language that people can use in the sense that if you get into a relationship because of money, know that you will have to... that. If you, like, let's say for a guy's perspective, if you get with a girl who is with you because of your money, know that you're going to have to upkeep that money. Know that she's there just for the money. Know that you're a bank account and not a lover. Just letting you know. And if you're a woman and you rely on so heavily, it is so important to have your own thing going. Because the truth is, you should only be in a relationship because of love. Not because of finances. Because finances are funny. Because what money today may not be money tomorrow, yeah? And it's good to it's good to be in a relationship where even if you choose to date some because in this economy, date up ladies. Don't be dating somebody who's poor. I'm joking. But it's 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 important to have financial understanding and financial literacy. But while you are dating, I think it's very toxic to be using like sharing money, do, like having an account unless you guys are engaged. Because personally, for me, I just think it's terrible. It's terrible. That's how you start getting angry for no reason. I I think I really like I think about fifty percent of marriages end because of money, financial problems. People don't know how to talk about money. So it's important to have conversations about money in relationships. Personally, I think it's important to talk about where your money is going, what your plan is for money, and to realize some people have gambling problems. Hello? Hello, ladies. If this man every day, he's at a, he's, he's sometime doing a bet, doing this, this, these little bets that people be doing, is a red flag, red flag. Yeah, yeah. If your man has subscriptions of things he shouldn't have, an OnlyFans subscription, these people be getting shocked when men come out of nowhere and be like, I never knew. No, you knew. You knew. Because if he, if he bets, if he's, you're going all the time, he's betting every day. If you go out all the time, he starts drinking. And he doesn't drink like normal people, one bottle, two bottle, three bottle, four. And he's always slob, he starts thing, and he gets aggressive. You have an alcoholic on your hands, yeah? Dating is just a preview. And I think a lot of people, because people are so afraid of long-term commitment and marriage is like the end-all be-all, that they forget that dating is literally investigation. <laughs> you're, on, you're on probation, my darling. 
if you fail, you're not going to stage three. Is that okay? Because there, there's no point in seeing people's toxic traits in, in dating and think that they're going to change when you get married. It is only going to triple because now they know they can't lose you. <laughs> oh, sorry. I laughed too hard. Constant stress, okay? I think that when you're with somebody, stress sometimes is okay. But every time you two are together, there's fighting, there's yelling, there's arguments, there's problems. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm toxic in this sense. Ariad, raise your hand. I've risen it. I am naturally a very stressed person, and I sometimes project my stress on that. But where that becomes a toxic trait of mine is when I project my stress on a man or all my family or my friends that have nothing to do with my stress. My stress is my stress, Yeah. I have to deal with my stress. My partner or my friends or my family can be there to relieve my stress. They can be there to help, to be part, to to um, understand me, to to walk with me through the things that stress me out. But if they are not responsible for for my constant mood swings. And ladies, if you have mood swings, we need to get a check. I need to go see my doctor. Ignoring your needs. Sometimes when you tell somebody how you feel, let's say for you, it's important that you go out on dates. It's important that you feel loved. It's important you get texts. It's it's doing certain things or making sure that you don't feel comfortable. Because I know a lot of people go out without their partners. And some for some people, they're like, oh, my gosh, like freedom, freedom. No, when you're in a relationship... It's important that both of you guys have an open communication about what you guys want, what you both need, and you can tell them. There is nothing wrong with with saying what you want because the truth is what a man won't do, another will. I hate that saying. That's not always true, but it's important to, to I'm learning, it's important to speak about what you want. Don't get mad for someone to not, for not fulfilling things that you have in your brain. People are not mind readers. It's a toxic thing if people, you tell them what you want and they choose to ignore it. That's their problem. That's when you know someone is not for you. Because let me tell you, as impossible as your demand may be, as stupid as it may be, someone out there is going to meet that standard. Whether you want someone who clips your toenails and you have toenails that look like they've been growing in um, Fiji or they've been growing in the mountain of, um, in the mountain of um, Japan, it doesn't matter. Whether, whatever, whatever, whatever request it is, I have really ashy feet. What if my request was a man must moisturize my legs and make sure, give me a foot bath? Or, or the, I don't know. Nowadays with these foot fetishes, uh, yuck. But I'm saying... Everybody has something that is impossible, something that someone else would not want. Or you've spoken to people and they're like, I'm not ready for relationships. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, yeah, that's too much. Oh, I can't do that. Mm, mm, it's too much for me. Someone out there will do that for you. And if you're telling someone what you want and they refuse to do it, go pack up your bags. Okay. Let's talk about this. This is 11 lost relationships. If you're with somebody who does not allow you to have friends, who does not allow you to talk to your family, run for the heels. If they make you hate your family, hate your friends, make everything, everybody, they're like, your friends suck. Your family is terrible. Leave your family. It's because they're trying to isolate you so they can kill you. Have you not watched the murder series? Please act accordingly. It is important. Relationships are important. important. The ones you've had before your before your romantic relationships. And it's important to have people, even if you have a partner who knows your family is toxic, even if you have, um, even if it's your friends who are toxic. Sometimes people outside of your relationships 
whether romantic, non-romantic, can see things for what they are. They Because you are always blinded. If you've had a friend you've been friends with for so long, sometimes the fact that she's been fr- your friends for so long, you're so used to her insulting you and calling you ugly. Ha, 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 ha. That you don't know that it's terrible. The amount of times I've gone out with my sisters and I've heard one of their friends say something. I said, you don't think that's a problem? She just called you ugly. She'd be like, oh, she says that all the time. Are you okay? Hmm? And I've known my sisters always do that because they were, I hang out with some of my friends. And I'm like, Harriet, did you know he actually was insulting? I said, no, that's who she is. <laughs> Relationships are important. Because when you're ever in, especially in a romantic relationships, you become blind. That person tries to be your everything. And not everyone, you're, you know you can't, one person can't be your everything. Because it's a lot of pressure to be your mom, your mom, your, and my parents, my mom, like I've said before, my mom grew up with our parents. So my my dad and her, and my dad grew up with this, like, you know, very much with my mom. Like, they grew, got married really young, all this type of stuff. And the thing that makes me laugh about them is when they ever make their speeches about how they love each other, they was like, you're my mother, you're my father, you're my brother, you're like an uncle to me. I said, nigga, that's confusing, brother. But you see what I'm saying? Whenever, when we ever, like, I want to go, I, I think it's important to have other relationships besides one person. It's important to have other relationships besides just your family. Because sometimes your family, even the way they treat you, they can make this thing be like, oh, we your family, we love you, we, we know the best for you. But sometimes your family, you're used to how they treat you so terribly that you don't know it's wrong. And so you need another hand outside of that to be like, girl, how your parents speak to you is not right. You shouldn't be doing this. Your parents should not be yelling at you. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Or even your friends, like your parents, or like your, your man's, or your friends could be like, oh, or your family could be like, your friend is re- low-key an enemy of progress, and you need to drop them. So don't lose your friendships. Other relationships matter. And if someone who's healthy knows that other relationships are important. So if someone's trying to isolate you, just just like the devil. There's this thing, whenever the devil tries to, not me going into being a preacher. I'm saying like whenever, my dad always says that whenever the devil tries to attack you, or whenever bad things start to happen, you start isolating Whenever you're about to have a panic attack, you start going into a hole. But if you go into that hole, that's when things get darker. We were created to live life with other people. People are important. And we need to build these relationships. That's why it's very unhealthy to go into a relationship and your man become your whole world. Because when he leave you, you're going to go back to your friends and they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Uh-huh. Lack of self-care. In a toxic relationship... You might let go of your, your, of your usual self-care habits. You might withdraw from hobbies you once loved, neglect your health, sacrifice your f- free time. It's also very important to know that if you are with somebody who does not prioritize you, does not prioritize how you feel, if you're with somebody who, who constantly forces you to sacrifice yourself, your family forces you to sacrifice yourself, your friends force you to constantly put yourself on the line, they do not love you. Because the worst thing you could do for yourself is to always be at everyone's beck and call. You are important. The way you treat yourself, when you are happiest, you become a pleasure to be around. You, when you are happy, you become, you become the best person to love. And whenever you are constantly being drained, you're not benefiting nobody else but the people who are taking from you. And the best sign for you to realize if people really love you for who you are, stop doing what they want you to do. Stop doing what they ask you to do. Stop doing what you're doing. And if they continue to call you, if they continue to check up on you, if they continue to hang out with you, if they continue to love you, 
then you know that you're doing then you know that they're the people in your life we have two more hoping for change please do not be with a man that beats you over the head and then you say one day he won't you know one day he could change he was just angry work was stressing him out please and this is 14 as well it says hoping someone would change and 14 is working on eggshell you should never be afraid to tell the person you love or the people you love how you feel because silencing someone, the greatest thing we were all given was a voice, was, was ability, free will. When people take away your free will and they take away your ability to speak up, that means they do not love you. Because if God can give you free will, what is a human being to take it away from you? Huh? Ask yourself. And let me tell you something. This is one thing I had to learn. You have to enter relationships knowing that what you see is what you're going to get. Love that person. If that person is terrible, know that that's what you're going to see. Don't hope for a miracle because it's only once in a lifetime. People very rarely change. And if they continue, sometimes they need you to, to, to embarrass them by leaving. You should not be the one they change for. In the, after beating, you'll be like, I know he will change for me. No, 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 no. Like a lot of men will do a lot of rubbish things and then suddenly change for one woman. Yo, let me tell you something. It's okay for you to change, but the errors of your way will catch up to you later. Because the person that you're with that is less problematic or is a nice person, they have to deal with the fact that they, the person you were is still echoing. Yeah, yeah, change the way you live your life. Yeah. I personally feel like it's important to navigate how you deal with relationships. And when people are in love, they become very sensitive because they don't want to hear that the person that they love, whether that be their parents, whether that be their best friends, that they are toxic, that they are the problem. Sometimes it's even yourself. Maybe you're the person who's afflicting all these things to other people. I always say that you can't change others before you change yourself. It's important to look at yourself and be like, Lord, what are the things that I need to get together? What are the things that I'm doing? Because all of these stuff that I've listed all come from a lack of self-love, all come from a lack of understanding. Because when you're an incomplete person, you always project that. Men who beat women are not beating women because they, they um, what's it called, because they want to, they just want to, like sometimes they just want to beat, there are a lot of them I can't really say, but some men who beat women beat them because for them, it makes them feel greater, it makes them feel, it makes them feel it makes them feel powerful to beat somebody who can't defend themselves. Yeah? Go beat your friend then. You want to beat somebody? Go beat your friend the same size as you. But no. You want to go for the weakling. You want to go for someone who can't defend themselves, who can't beat you. And I've noticed that we are the most toxic to people who love us and the most toxic to people who let us get away with our nonsense. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they do not treat you with care, they do not care about how you feel, they do not prioritize who you are, the best thing you can do for yourself is the first thing you can do. Not even about leaving because that's always, that's always the hardest thing to do. That's like the last step. First step you need to do is to gain some self-love and then gain some respect for yourself because every, any man, any woman, any chicken, any cow will treat you the way you allow them to treat you. We, we, we innately want value when we do not have that value for ourselves. Even the society we live in, darlings and women and everything, sometimes we are just as problematic as men in the sense that we want men, we don't, like, if, some, if you're on a level, why would you stoop down at the level of, that is beneath? 
Like, we are fighting so hard these days to be just as bad as men, just as terrible as men. But men, men are called, there's a reason why men, a lot of women are valuable. It's because they, they're different. They, they, women are innately valuable because, Loki, you tell me a man that can get pregnant and, I, and I'll give you a clap. Yeah, yeah. A man born a man that can get pregnant, produce a child, carry it for nine months. You tell me, yeah? So women are innately valuable. They innately carry something. Whereas men, they build their value based on what they do, the reputation they build, the respect that they they earn. These are things that they have. I also kind of disagree with that statement at times, even though I just said it, because I think everybody is innately valuable. Whether you offer something, even if you're a man, you have no money, there's some girl out there who will take you broke as you are and she'll be your sugar mama. Don't worry. Yeah, but it all comes from believing that you innately deserve good things. We live in a society where we are told that we, we, everything we have to do, we have to strive, 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 work hard, hustle, break a leg, break a limb, break, break a nose. Not every day. Yeah? There's some, one thing. That God gave you for free, and that is value. You are innately valuable. If no one sees it, if your parents don't see it, if your friends don't see it, if your boyfriend doesn't see it, let me tell you something. It's one thing for your parents to see, not see it. They gave birth to you. At least they did something for you. Your friends, your friends and your man or your relationship, you get to choose those people. You can. They really don't. Really do not need to be screaming and shouting because they can really be chopped off like that. Family is a different thing because family. Is blood and there's always stuff connected to it and they leave a hole like no other. Let me tell you something. When your family messes you up, they leave a hole like no other. It's important. We were created to have family. And I, and I was listening to this podcast and it was so interesting because it was saying like, no matter if your family is toxic, the hole that you feel, do not think that by cutting them off, it's going to fix you. It's going to take away that hole. You are going to feel that hole, but we need to be comfortable with being like having a hole and being like, I'm going to walk with this hole. Because there are a lot of people missing limbs, lungs, things missing out of their, I was about to say a lung. But I'm saying there's so many people li- missing stuff in their bodies, fingers, toes, you know, a nose. I'm joking. Anything. And they're still existing. You will be fine. You will have that hole and you will always feel that pain of not having a father, of not having a good mom, of not having s- supportive siblings. But you will find. But when it comes to friends, you will find friends who love you good. You will find someone who loves you, and you will one day look at them and be like, "Dang, I let that person speak to me in that tone of voice, idiot." Yeah. Because the truth is, someone who loves you, it is better to be alone and happy and at peace than it is. Peace is very expensive. We all try to say they can sell you as many things as you can, but no one can sell you peace. Peace is something comes from God, that comes from understanding who you are, and you can't sell peace, but peace is what we all need, you know, because it is hard in these streets, and dating sucks because, dating sucks and relationships sucks because no one values people anymore, people are are disposable, and people have, we treat people as if they don't have value, and when we, when they act like they don't have value, we act surprised, does that make sense? When men act like rubbish, we're like, oh, I'm surprised. It's because we allow it. You allow your men to, every time your man cheats, it's become, it's become a routine. It's not even normal. It's become Monday to Friday. You're like, oh, he'll be back, you know? It's what men do. If there is one saying in this, in this Australia, in this propaganda, is 
It's men were created like that. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. It's just an excuse, please. I could I could be creative filled with anger. It doesn't mean I have to stay like that. Please, please, it's an excuse. It's an excuse. It can your body biologically can have can be more, you know, inclined to certain things. Yeah, let's be honest. Your body can sometimes be inclined more to certain things. Men may be more inclined to cheat or whatever. But that doesn't mean that they have to be. That doesn't mean you have to be with a cheater. There's someone someone will accept it <laughs> because they don't care. But does that have to be you? No, it doesn't have to be you. You don't have to be with somebody that beats the life out of you and uses the excuse of, oh, my gosh, I, I was angry, I was frustrated. Are you a punching bag? And if they really that fighters, go boxing. Go fight in a ring with men your own size, in your, the same weight as you. Are you trying to fight me? Knowing that I'm small, can barely punch a wall. You want to fight me? Yeah, because you. there's this lady who who said this. She was like, we are the most cruelest to people that love us, that treat us with respect. Have you ever noticed that the people in our society who deal with the most crap are the ones who are good people? Because bad people won't put up. A buffoon won't put up with it. They won't. They know people, people know who to yell at and who not to yell at. So you need to pull, put on your big girl pants, put on your big boy boxes, and understand, no, you can do that to them, but you won't do that to me. Uh-uh. It's not my portion. In 2023, it is not my portion. One thing I always like to say for myself, and I've been saying, um, is goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You have to believe that for yourself. You were created for good things. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life because that's what I deserve not because I'm perfect not because I think because God innately gave me value that's not something I can buy it's what it's my human right and that's why I never understand when people choose to give people value based on where they live or what they do or what they or like certain things the fact that you breathe that means that God said I think there's something there's something in this world you can contribute to what other people do with how they see you, none of your business. None of your business. It will never be your business. And when we, we, it becomes a problem because we make it our business. So if you're in a toxic relationship or you're struggling to get out of something and you have a friend or you have a family member that is constantly dealing with a toxic thing, first thing you can do is offer your support and do not isolate them. Show them that you love them and be a be an example of what a real relationship is and always be a shoulder and show them what real love is so that hopefully one day it will click for them before it is too late that the person they're with is a mess, yeah? And always speak with wisdom. Wisdom is not how you say things, is knowing is not just how what you say, is knowing how to use the words you say, is knowing what the context of your words and what to use and the no 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 start that again. Wisdom is knowing what to do with the words that, with the words that God gave you, with the things that you were given, it's knowing what to do. Yeah? We can we all have problems, but we all innately need guidance and knowing how to navigate that in a way. So Please be kind to people, be kind to people and be gentle because you never know what people are going through and that innately I do not think anyone wants to be beaten up or being cheated on or being thing. It's all a lack of understanding of value and remembering don't have high expectations for people who've known no better all their lives 
who've expected nothing better, who think that they're deserving of being belittled and being treated less. First thing we need to do is learn to love ourselves and then learn to love other people. And when I say all these things, I am far from them. Everything I'm saying, I'm learning. I am one of, I have, I'm, I exhibit a couple of these toxic traits because a lot of the toxic traits that I have is because I haven't learned to love myself and, and I'm on this journey of learning. I need to love myself in order for me to be a human being that is, that is, you know, you know, so I love you guys and please. Um, there's a helpline that you guys can call. Let me look at it. Um, cause I think it's important to, um, it's important that I give you guys this helpline, um, for, because uh, when I tell you Australia is one of the most domestic violence, um, is one of the top ones. So if you guys want to think, you can call 1-800-RESPECT, which is 1-800-737-732. And if you want somebody to talk to you about it or you want someone to give you advice on how to get out of a situation, I can um, f- please DM me and I will send you to somebody who can, um, I'll find you maybe a number or I can give you a counselor or a therapist. I will do my best to help or um, if you just want someone to listen. I love you guys. I hope you have a fantastic time. I know this was a a long podcast, but I thought you guys deserved one considering I had not been posting. Love you guys, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.